This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Well, we want to wish you all a happy Mother's Day and uh, especially all the mothers that are here. I, uh, I woke up this morning and I had a very unusual f- sense. Uh, I was thinking about my own mother and uh, she died this year, of course, and uh, so did Bonnie's mother. And I just had this overwhelming sense of, almost a sense of grief, a sense of uh, pain that I haven't felt for some time. And uh, I don't know what triggers those things, but I, I thought of many of us that have lost our mothers this year, that possibly uh, had either feelings of, I wish I would have said more, or I wish I would have been closer, or I wish I would have known her better, or there's, 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 lots of, there's lots of emotion that we carry. Some of us have great memories of our mothers. Here's what I felt about my mom. I feel like there's a gap in my prayer cover. I think she prayed a lot for me. And, you know, I think I missed something there. I, I can't tell you what that is. I just sense something's not the same since she died. And uh, I don't know. I, I just, when I started thinking about preaching this morning, I thought, well, you know, it's Mother's Day. I, I, you know, I went down this path. I don't know how dark, deep and dark that hole gets, but I was thinking a lot about my mother and about Bonnie's mother. Uh, then I began to think about my wife. I don't know a better mother than my wife to my children, than my sisters, and, and then my daughter. And, you know, then I started thinking about all you mothers and all the women in the church. And I'm thinking, man. So I thought, okay, let's just see if we can't go down this path. And I said, you know, as little girls, you all probably grew up playing with some cute little baby dolls. And... Uh, you know, the amazing thing about those baby dolls is that they never cried in the middle of the night. They never produced any terrible smelling odor caused by dirty diapers. Those cute little dolls never required being fed. They were just cute, cute, cute all the time. In fact, if you grew tired of playing with these little dolls, you could just throw them into the corner or into a toy box until the urge to play with it came again. As you grew up, you could see others cuddling their babies and you could think about yourself someday that maybe you might have your own. Today we have uh, one of the girls in our church, Chiedza, uh, one of the girls in our, uh, my office. And uh, just a couple days ago, she had a uh, little baby and it's changing Pastor Taz's life. Amen. Grandpa Taz. Grandpa Taz. Eh? Oh, praise God. But you know, there's more to it. There's more to it. I think the thought of the agonizing pain at childbirth seldom crossed most young girls' minds. Dirty diapers. I've, I've changed some dirty diapers that would cause somebody to puke. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You just take that diaper and it's like... You never thought that was going to happen, did you, ladies? 
diaper rash, cries in the middle of the night, cries throughout the day, always needing to be fed, spitting food back, burping, vomiting, all the commiserate messes that go with that. And they always come at the most inopportune times. We had Tommy. He was a colic baby. What do you do with that? He cries all the time. All the cries, all the teething pains. Nobody ever thought about that when you were playing with those little baby dolls, were you? Purposefully misleading the little girls into some kind of utopia of motherhood? Was there a plot to deceive women to the reality of childbirth and child raising? Is there some kind of a conspiracy going on here? Well, before you call your lawyer to issue a lawsuit about the, to the producers of little cute baby dolls, I just want you to know there's more to it. There's more to it. What would this world be like without a mother's love, without her compassion? What would mothers today be like if they were not encouraged at a young and early age to cuddle a little doll, to cherish their cute little dolls, their little babies? What if they only played trucks and cars and guns with the boys? And I don't want to belabor that. But think about what it means to be a woman, what it think, means to be someone who is a nurturer and a carer, a mother. You know, when we hear Happy Mother's Day, I don't know, today I don't think of little girls playing with the cute and convenient little dolls at their leisure. Hopefully we automatically reflect on the sacrificial, steadfast love that a mother has for her children. I think mothers want their children to prosper in the things of life. I think it was reflected in all of our children today saying something about, hey mom, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for changing my life. That was a smattering of some of our kids that are at university or out of the country right now. But I think that echoes in all of our hearts towards our mothers. Here's the question I have for you today. What would come to mind of someone today if we were to hear them say, Happy Christian's Day or Happy Believer's Day? Would it be like one thinking of the little girls playing with a doll? See, when I say Happy Mother's Day, you don't think of somebody playing with a doll because you know that there's a lot more to it. See, at the mention of Christians, some, some people think of somebody who's just prayed the sinner's prayer so that they could leisurely avoid the pains and the flames of hell and find some kind of a spot in heaven where they can do their Christian thing at their own personal convenience and then set it aside like a doll when it's inconvenient. Wouldn't it be better 
if at the sound of Christian, we would think of God's sacrificial, steadfast love for you and I. This morning, I have seven comparisons of God and motherhood for you. Number one, as the mother seeks to conceive her child, so does God. You know, as a mother finds a man, gets married, shares intimacy, so too God finds his spokesperson, proclaims Jesus, and shares his prevent grace upon us. Romans 10 says this, but how can people call on him if they have not believed in him? And how can they believe in him if they have not heard his message? And how can they hear if no one tells the good news? How can people tell the good news if no one sends them? As scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who announce the good news. So faith cometh by hearing. Hearing the message. And that message that is heard is what Christ spoke. 1 Peter 1.23 says, for you have been born again. <laughs> Not of perishable seed but imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. God sends his word to help you conceive spiritual life, to help you be born again. God is pursuing you. He's pursuing life so that he can give birth to you. As a mother seeks to birth her child, number two, so does God. God seeks to bring birth. You know, I don't know about you, but by the time nine months is over, the mother's endured morning sickness, stretch marks, back pains, kicking, and uncomfortableness. That uncomfortableness is when you're sitting, it's when you're lying down, it's when you're standing, it's when you're walking. You are uncomfortable. I see some of the ladies, they get in that ninth month, and they get what I call the waddle. They can't put their feet straight anymore. They have to kind of walk like this. You know what I'm talking about? It just looks painful. Thank God you made me a man. Hallelujah. But I think some of you men, in order to better relate to what your mother went through prior to your birth, should go home and grab a bowling ball or one of those kettle weights from the gym and strap it up around you and just let it hang just above your belly right here. Just let it hang there for a while. And not a 5 kg one, a 12 kg one, or a 16 kg one. Some of you were big babies. <laughs> and then just see what a delight that is. Walk around with that for a few months. Of course, some of you already look like you have one of those. Uh, <laughs> just, if that's your husband, just nudge him and say, I told you the pastor's going to get after you. You should be in the gym like he is. Amen. But see, God himself has patiently and mercifully endured with his people. You know, when we were in our unregenerate state as unborn persons, unborn again persons, in our struggle, in our captivity, bound in sin, sins that the Bible talks about, that overtake us, sins that hold us, sins that keep us, sins like sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language, lying. The Bible speaks of these things. 
But the Gospel of John tells us in John 1, verses 12 and 13. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Thank God for that. Children born not of a natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Wow. John 3, verse 3 says, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. I was born again in 1972. My life has never been the same. And I thank God. I thank God every day that he saved me, that I was born. I thank God that, yes, I was born by my mother, but I thank God that I was born again. Can you say, thank God I was born again? Amen. Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, whew, he's a new creature. The old has gone the new has come. I love that. Praise God. Glory to God. Are you born again? Are you born again? Ask yourself. Because there's more to it. There's more to it. You see, a mommy is ready. She's pleading for the birth of her child. That last few days of pregnancy are painful. She's pleading that this baby comes out. She can't wait to cuddle and to hold and to have this little baby when it comes. Number three, as a mother seeks to be with her child, so does God. God seeks to be with his children. I watch my wife and I see mothers. Man, there's just this innate thing in them. They love playtime, bouncing that little baby on the knee, throwing it up in the air, tickling, singing lullabies. They love this. I don't know, there's something special about a mother breastfeeding. I don't know what, if you've seen that, but they look in the eye of that baby, that closeness, that bonding. There's, a, there's, a, there's something about a mother's love, that connection. But did you know God does the same for his kids? God wants to be close to you. He wants to connect with you. Genesis 10, he calls, says, then the Lord God called out to Adam. After Adam and Eve had sinned, he called out to Adam. He says, where are you? When Adam had committed high treason, God didn't forsake him. God didn't leave him. He came looking for his kids. He says, where are you? Where, where are you? Of course, Adam. <laughs> What do you mean, where am I? What do you mean? He's, he's, he's ducking and diving. But, but God came looking for him. God loved him. God loves you. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come into him and dine with him. And he with me. God's knocking on the door of our hearts. He wants to be with us. James 8, 4, 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. God says, hey, come near to me. I'll cleanse. Look into your eyes. 
I want to see what's really inside of you. I want to hold you. I want to help you. I want to be there for you. You see, knowing God seeks to be with me, knowing that he desires me, I don't know about you, it gives me a great confidence. I feel confident to know that, hey, God is for me. It reminds me, as it should for you, that I am precious to him, that I'm the apple of his eyes, the eye, his eye. Can you imagine that the creator of the universe wants to be with me, wants to be with you? The creator of the universe wants to be with you. The creator of the universe, the creator of this earth. Number four, as the mother seeks to nourish her child, so does God. God seeks to nourish us. Mother's feeding time. There's something about mothers and food. My wife, I mean, we spend all of our time thinking about what we're eating. What's for lunch? What's for dinner? What's for breakfast? I mean, from the time that little kid is born, it's all about food. Not just feeding them with food, it's also encouraging them. Encouraging children with attention and praising them. Feeding a baby's soul is just as important as feeding its body. Feeding its mind is just as important. Feeding its spirit is more important. Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I'll tell you what, God is feeding us. God is caring for us. He wants you to be rested. He wants you to be cared for. He wants to nurture you. He, he, he's like a mother. You know, when I was in Bible college and many times in the ministry, you know, there were times that Pastor Bonnie and I were really poor. There were times when... There wasn't enough to go around. There wasn't enough to meet all the needs. When we built this building, there were days that I didn't know where the money was going to come from. I didn't know where the provision was coming from. But I'll tell you what, God provided for me. And God provided for me like I provide for my children. Like you provide for your children. And God still wants to do that for us. God is our provider. Knowing that God has my best interest in mind gives me great nourishment for the journey. I can tell you this. I've been hungry. I've been without. But it has never lasted forever. God has always turned it around. And God has always met my needs. I've watched mothers sacrifice to meet the needs of their children. And they're only a reflection of God's love for us. Number five is the mother seeks to protect her child, so does God. Let me tell you something. There's nothing worse than an angry mother. In nature and in life. You know, I've been in the bush many times and they always tell you, never get between a mother anything and her child, her, her cub, her, 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 her whatever. Because that mother will come and kill you if she thinks that you're doing something to her child. 
to her cub, to her baby. I, we run a school. I've seen some mothers come in there and say some things that, you know, could you just wait until we tell you the truth? Don't just take your kids. But you know what? Mothers have that protective instinct. And don't ever really try to hurt one of, your, of their children. They will kill you. They, just tap your husband and tell him, I will kill someone. But mothers not only protect, but they make sure that they establish healthy boundaries for play, for friends, for hobbies, even for intimacy. See, mothers have this instinct way of leading people into right paths, leading their children into paths of righteousness, warning them of dangers, guiding and guarding them. God does the same. According to the Psalms, he's our rock. He's our fortress. He's our strong tower. He's our deliverer. He's our strength. He's our refuge. One of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 17, verse 8. It says, keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. You know, I was listening to a debate the other day. God is a woman. God, God is, how many women have wings? Hello? God is not a woman. Let me tell you something. God is not a man. God is male. God is a he, but he is not a he like a man. God is not a man that he should lie. God is God. For goodness sake, he has wings. He hides us under the shadow of his I don't know what God looks like, but I'm going to tell you something. He ain't a man. We're made in his image. And I'm not sure what that is. Are you sprouting wings? Is that you that's sprouting wings? No, there's nobody that has wings. God Almighty is indescribable. I just know this, whoever he is, he's not a man, he's not a woman. We don't define him by ourselves. Amen. But he has the nature of a man and he has the nature of a father and he has the nature of a mother. He has all those ingredients in him. And he wants to protect us. He's a protector. He even teaches us to pray. He says, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the evil one. You know, I see these pictures and I love them of a child holding the mother's hand. The mother guiding them. You know, a, a child will venture into many unknown, even dangerous territories and fear no evil if they have mom's hand. I've seen the hand of God in my life guide me and direct me over and over and over again. His protection over my life has been amazing. He's been a protector like mothers are. Number six is the mother seeks to empower, to equip her children. So does God. I think of mothers, the time they spend helping educate their children, reading, writing, and arithmetic, making them do chores around the house, homemaking skills, teaching responsibilities, choices and consequences. That's what mothers do. They just are constantly out there guiding. My kids are always complaining to me, Dad, Dad, does Mom ever stop? No, no, she never stops. And she will never stop. And when you're 50, she will not stop. 
My mom finally stopped. My mom stopped when I was 65. But I can still hear her voice. I do something and I can just hear her say, that's not what Duchelles do. I can hear it. You are a Duchelle. And we Duchelles don't do those kind of things. Yes, mom. Do you ever hear your mother's voice, even when she's not around? It haunts me. But I'm grateful for it. She educated me. But so does God. God wants to educate you. And he's given you a teacher, the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Hey, make the Holy Spirit your friend. He wants to teach you. He's also given you pastors. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Can I tell you something? There's more to being a Christian. There's more to it than meets the eye. It's not something we just do and put aside. It's a lifestyle. And God's sent people to equip you. There's been many times I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know where to go. But you know, I learned that I can go and I can start asking God for wisdom. I found out that I have pastors and apostles and leaders that can help me and guide me and direct me. And that he never fails. Oh, sometimes it takes a while for me to learn my lessons. But if I continue to seek him, he says I'll find him. If I continue to knock, he says he'll open the doors for me. He says if I continue to ask, he'll answer. So I do. I seek and he gave. I continue to seek and he gives. That's who God is. That's who he is. James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. Yet bravely given to him. Mm, I love that. King James says, he upbraideth not. He's not going to get upset with you if you ask for wisdom. He's going to give it freely, abundantly. And finally, my last point this morning. As a mother seeks purpose and destiny for her child, so does God. God, every mother wants their child to be a success. Every mother wants their child to reach their destiny. Oh, I tell you, I can tell you, my mother, she worked three jobs to take her eight children and get them through school. She worked as a full-time mother, a school teacher, and then she would decorate houses in her spare time. And then she would teach other children English and music. There was always somebody at our house, sitting at our kitchen table, either getting an English class or sitting at the piano, getting a piano class, or standing at the piano, getting a voice class. All for pay, so that we could have a better life. Mothers, mothers, I don't know. I wouldn't do that, I promise. I'm a dad, I wouldn't do that. 
I might get a side job and pay a little, but I'm not going to do all that, all that time. But mothers, you know what? God does the same for you and I. God wants you to be a success so badly. He's made every preparation for you. Every mother hopes that her child will live long and have a prosperous life and that they'll pass a heritage, an inheritance to the next generation. Listen to what God does. In Romans 8, 29, he says, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. What does that mean? It simply means this, that God wants you to be like Jesus. God says, not only did he find you and predestinate you, he foreknew you, and he said, if you're born again, he says, I want you to be like my son. He was the firstborn of many. He goes on in 1 Peter 2.21, it says, for this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving an example that you should follow in his footsteps. You know, there's a book that was written called in his steps. I, w- I wish you'd all read it. In his steps. It's an old book. Really old. Written back at the turn of the century. The 20th century. Not the 21st. And uh, we're going to ask God a little church that made a commitment. They said, you know what? We're going to ask ourselves a question every time we do something in our business, in our marriage, in our life, in our family, in our community, in our church. And the question was this, what would Jesus do? Now, I know you all wear the band WWJD, what would Jesus do? That was a big fad for a while. But I would rather not have you wear the band. I'd rather ask, have you ask the question and then do what Jesus would do. What would Jesus do? Let me tell you something. Real revival comes when all of us do what Jesus would do. We follow in his footsteps, follow in his pattern. 1 John 2, 6 says, he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. See, God wants a destiny for you. And when you walk the way he walked, you get the results he had. Of course, Matthew 5, 48, you all know this. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And that word perfect doesn't mean perfection. It means mature. You shall be mature. You'll grow up. There's more to it than just giving your life to Jesus at an altar call or saying that you're a Christian. There's a walking in this. 1 Peter 1, 15 says, but just as he who called you is holy. So be holy in all that you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. You see, many of us find our identity in what we do or in where we live or in the car we drive or what people say about us. But our true identity can only be found in God's purpose and his destiny for our lives. In relation to this, all of our earthly occupations pale and your residence is of secondary importance. Let me tell you something, you can have a great, there's more to it than a badge we wear. I'm a Christian, no, 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 no. That's like the little girl playing with the doll. 
No, it's the way we live. It's the way we carry ourselves. Colossians tells us, since then that you've been raised with Christ, set your things, set your hearts on things that are above where Christ is. He's seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not earthly things. Not earthly things. On this Mother's Day, I want you to know there's more to it. There's more to it. You see, God's not only saved us from hell and reserves a place for us in heaven. He's called us to Christ-likeness. A Christian is called to be a holy one, a holy one who follows Christ in all their ways. God not only seeks our conception, at our birth, he also seeks to be with us, to nourish us, to protect us, to empower and to equip us, and to give us a destiny and a purpose. He wants to aim us in the right direction. He wants to guide us through life. God wants us, as born-again Christians, to manifest his sacrificial, steadfast love through all of our lives, in everything that we do, in all of life. little girls who desire to be mothers don't just continue playing with dolls the rest of their lives there's more to it they press on to motherhood Christians who are saved shouldn't stop at being born again there's more to it they press on to Christ likeness they press on to growth in holiness. They press on to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. They press on to the plan that God has for them to walk in. Just as Jesus walked in the plan that God had for him. You see, Christians delight in God when they share his love with other people. That's how you know that you've pressed into maturity is when you care about others. God says this, you all know the verse in Jeremiah 33, or Jeremiah 29. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I'll listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Amen. This is Mother's Day. If you're here today and you're a mother that has never accepted Jesus, never believed in Jesus for the son or a daughter and you're here with your mother and you've never given your life to Jesus I want to invite you to do so right now if you're a husband or an auntie or an uncle or a friend and you've never given your life to Jesus today is the day to give your life to Jesus we give our lives to Jesus because it's only he that can forgive our sins. 
I also want to invite others of you that are saved. You're saved. I believe you've given your life to Jesus, but I want you to invite you into the journey of Christ-likeness. The journey of stop playing with the dolls and become a mother. There's more to it. Will you surrender your all to him? Will you delight yourself in a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Please do. Please do. Because this is God's plan for you. There's more to it. There's more to it. I'm going to ask you all to stand. I feel particularly led right now. If you're here today and your mother is late, I'd like to just pray for you. Because some of us, I don't know, I feel a pain in my heart for my mother. I miss her. I miss my mom. I think I'll miss her the rest of my life. I don't ever want to forget her. If that's you, if, you, if your mother's late, just put your hand on your heart. Let's pray. Father, we pray right now for every man, every woman, every child here who may have lost their mother, either through old age or their life was cut short or even through an act of violence or an act of negligence, be motherless. But we thank you for our mothers today. We thank you for what they meant to us. Today we call our mothers to remembrance. Father, we thank you that we had a mother. We thank you that we were born into this earth. We thank you for the nurture, the care. They did the best they could. Some were better than others. But Father, I know that every mother does the very best they can with what they have. We miss our mothers. And so, Father, we ask, I ask today for healing for every person who's feeling bereaved, feeling that sense of emptiness and loss. Oh, God, we miss our mothers. We miss them so much. Please, Holy Spirit, just touch us today. Comfort us. Father, if we hold any unforgiveness towards our mothers, we let that go right now. We'd give anything for them to be back. Anything in Jesus' name. But in the same way, I'd like you all to put your hand on your heart now. You're here today and you say, oh, you know what? You may miss your mother or your father or whoever it might be, but if you feel that for a human being, a loved one or a lost one, how much more should we feel that for God? Oh God, I... I don't have you in my heart. I, I, I want you in my heart. Or I'm not living for you the way I should. And yet you're a loving father. You're, you're a loving mother. You have all those attributes on the inside of you and you show it to me all the time. I'm still alive. 
I've seen your care. I've seen your compassion, your love. And God does love you. I've shared it with you today. All those scriptures. Would you just open your heart? Open your heart and say, oh God, come into my heart. Oh God, forgive me. Oh God. Wherever you're at today, if what I'm saying is speaking to you, you say, oh, you know what? I don't know God the way I should. Well, the only way to know God is through Jesus. It's to accept Jesus, his gift to you. Let him come into your heart. If you're here today, wherever you're standing, with your hand on your heart, take that hand. If you don't know Jesus and lift it, just say, that's me. Raise it up. Say, I, I don't know Jesus, but I want to. Just raise it high so I can say, I want to pray for you. I need Jesus today. Just lift your hand. Say, I want Christ. Raise it high. I don't know Jesus. I'm, I'm not born again. I see your hand. God bless you. I see another hand. God bless you. Who else? Just, lift, just take it from your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. Who else? Another hand back here. God bless you. I need Jesus today. Oh, oh God. I see another hand back there. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? I don't know Jesus. I see your hand. Another hand. God bless you. Wow. Wow. Just move it from your hand, from your heart to your above your head to say that's me <laughs> I surrender God I, I, I want to know you see he loves you he's like a mother to you and on this mother's day there's no better day to give your life to Jesus than today I'll look one more time anybody just raise your hand if you haven't raised your hand yet raise it right now okay put your hands down I'm going to ask one more question your hand on your heart. If today you say, you know what? I'm like that little girl. I accepted Jesus, but I haven't moved on. I'm not really living for Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a... Some of you are lukewarm. Some of you are kind of you know, you pay lip service. You come to church late. That's a joke. It's a joke. But you're not really on fire for God. You're not on fire. You're not really Christ-like. And today you say, you know what? On this Mother's Day, I want to be like Christ. I want to make a commitment. And, and you know what? It's, it's, it's nothing you can do other than respond and say, God, I, I, want, to, I want you to, I'm going to give you more space in my life today. Would you do a work in me? Would you nurture me? Would you guide me? Would you direct me? Would you help me to be more sensitive to your Holy Spirit? I want to be more Christ-like, and I want to rededicate my life. I want to serve you more. Wherever you're at, if that's really speaking to your heart, just raise your hand. Say, that's me. I want to be that person. I want to just raise your hand. Take your hand off your heart and put it up in the air. Say, yeah, I see your hand. God bless you. 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 His hands going up. I just want to get closer to God. I see your hands. I see your hands. I just want to get closer to God. Yeah, look at all these hands. That's amazing. Look at this. I just, I just want to get closer. I see all your hands. It's amazing. God, I just want to get closer to you. I want you to get closer to me. 
I want you to get closer to me too, Lord. He said, if I draw near to you, you'll get near to me. So I'm just making myself available. I'm lifting my hand to tell you, God, I want this. This isn't between the church and me. This is between you and me, God. I want you today. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, as the pastor of this church, my hands are both up. I want to be closer to you. I don't want to be a pastor that just is a professional. I'm not a professional. I don't ever want to be professional. God, I want to be growing in Christ. I want to be learning. Help me, Lord. I've humbled myself under your mighty hand. I'm asking you for me, first of all, to draw me closer. Guide me. Teach me. Father, keep my heart from backsliding. Keep my heart from being hardened. I commit myself to you today. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, that I might see you as a mother, as a father, as a guide, as a friend. You gave me birth. And you don't leave me. You don't forsake me. I'm thankful for that. And I pray for everyone who's raised their hand or should have raised their hand. Oh, God, would you please soften our hearts. Give us hearts of flesh and not of stone. Give us hearts that are willing to be nurtured like a mother nurtures nurtures a son or a daughter. Father, don't let us harden our hearts in these days of adversity. Let us be like Christ. Don't give up on us, God. Break in on us. Break in on our hearts. Break in on our lives. We yield to you. We need you today. I desire you today. I hope for you today. I'm asking for you today. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Break in on my life. Let me be more Christ-like. Let me be more like Jesus. Oh, come, Lord Jesus. Touch this congregation, Lord. May we not be lifted up with pride. May we be broken and humble people before you, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.